0: You know, one of the reasons we're still talking about Jesus is because he did this stuff that we're trying to articulate now. Lord of Lord, King of Kings, but walked with people, tax cheats, prostitutes, duplicitous religious people, cowardly religious people. He did it all and without condemnation, guilt, or shame. This is For People with Bishop Rob Wright.
1: Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Bishop Wright's Four Faith weekly devotions sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. Good day, Bishop.
0: Good morning.
1: So, unlike last week's devotion, which you based off the entire book of Esther, <laughs> <laughs> this week's right. devotion is based off of one verse.
0: One verse. Verse
1: 12 from Psalm 26. And it goes like this. My foot stands on level ground. In the great congregation, I will bless the Lord. So, I want to share what about that single verse in an already shortish psalm, spoke you most?
0: Oh, I mean, I, I I think about where we are right now in this nation, in the state of Georgia. Uh, it doesn't feel like we're on level ground. It feels like we're on anything but level ground. We're either climbing and striving and exhausted, or we feel we're we're on a slippery slippery slope and we're descending. And so as I as I sort of read the newspaper. Uh, and watch the news, just like everybody else. And then I think about the I think about the Bible and I, I look at the four lessons available to us every week in our tradition. You know it's it's somehow the combination of those. And so when I hear David uh, with uh, King David with gratitude, say he just wants to be on level ground in the great congregation, I think to myself, he's speaking for a lot of us. And then when I think about David's ups and downs and his topsy-turvy life, he has been both praised by God, and uh, he has been disciplined by God, and he has been a a pillar of virtue and a giant slayer. And uh, on his uh, worst other days, he's been a murderer and an adulterer and a terrible parent. And so when I think about all that, I think to myself, an older David has blown through, burned through a lot of foolishness in his life. And now what he really wants is level ground with God and with other people.
1: So you named David's everything, right? Yeah. His his righteousness and shame, victim and victimizer, winner, loser. So as I was reading your devotion, I was shocked by how your words helped me relate to David in ways I never had before. So thank you for that. Cause, yeah. you know he was always the king right so can you say more about what you mean by coherence and integration of all of david's iterations
0: yeah i can i think one of the things that uh one of the things that i get when i get to david read king david is is that in the psalms many of which he commissioned right as as the king these these wonderful religious songs congregational songs right What I love about him is is that uh, when you read the the latter part of David, his life seems to get integrated. He realizes and accepts the fact that he has been a giant slayer and been on God's side heroically, as well as uh, a wife stealer, an adulterer, and a murderer, right? I mean, somehow, because of his deep life with God, he realizes and accepts all the parts of himself, right? He doesn't necessarily venerate himself. Uh, and neither does he uh, unnecessarily sort of flagellate himself, right? He, and I think this is an invitation for all of us. Sometimes what we remember about ourselves is only the good. And sometimes what we remember about ourselves is only the bad. But the truth of the matter is, is that I'm both. The truth of the matter is I'm both. And the truth of the matter is, is that God has seen all of the chapters of my life, right? And so what would it mean for our health? our mental health, our spiritual health, and also our ability to accept others if that got integrated. If I accepted the fact that I am a sinner, but I am a redeemed sinner, that I'm beloved in God, but God doesn't like everything that I have done. What would it mean if I began to accept that and stop shaming myself, stop the negative self-talk and realize my God sees in me Something more than my worst day, my worst decision, or my worst deed, and so the level ground I think that David is talking about is here I am, warts and all, I'm a blessing and I have profound blemishes, and somehow God accepts it all and now here's the ready for the best part Can't wait here's the best part, and now I get to be beside you, Melissa. Or other friends, or other strangers, I get to be beside you as a more authentic person. I don't have to maintain any facade. I'm not an imposter. I am both, uh, you know, blessing and blemish, and I get to be beside people who are both blessing and blemish. And so, who I am able to accept, that audience grows, and that's authentic community, not the performance of you know polite piety. It's real. I think this is one of the reasons why Jesus had such appeal wandering around Galilee. People was like people were like that is an authentic dude. And again and again in scripture what what people say is, is that he is not like the Pharisees, they say that. Right? He is not like the Pharisees. In other words, he's totally integrated man and divine, right? Able to sort of be with people in a generative way because he himself has accepted himself david gets to that
1: so i love all of that imagery um the imagery of david being in the great congregation not above the rest of god's people or even in an in-between right but with as you put it like side by side with the rest of the human family and the word integrity matters to me personally it's one of my core values And I'm wondering how you might equate integrity with that whole concept of side-by-side.
0: Yeah. Well, I think integrity, it it starts with the, you know, the acceptance, right? I mean, so integrity, you know, funny part about integrity. So here's a funny way to think about integrity it's when your mind and behind are in line, right? So (laughs) (laughs) I love that. If my mind and my behind are in line, if my, if my Sunday words and my Monday life line up, then, you know, we'll call that integrity. Right. Um, uh, You know, uh, it, it has, it has wholeness, right? It It is, it is, um it's not porous, it's not leaking, right? There are no holes in it, right? It is, it is somehow uh, holding uh, together. And I, I think that's what we can get to integrity when we accept ourselves. Right. And I think that this is the great gift that we have in God is, is that this, um this assurance because of great God's love and mercy that we are forgiven. And so how I make my way uh, to, uh, coherence right and all of who I am you know that being integrated is based on this beautiful primer that comes from scripture which is I am forgiven And so I think that part of David's level ground has to do with that to this, this assurance, this spiritual assurance that I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I, yes, I have fallen so low. Yes, I have done these terrible things. Yes, I've done all those things. Yes, I have. And yet God loves me. Uh, I, um, you know, as a clergy person, I, I am I'm privy to confessions. Um, and and I, I realize that uh, it's hard. That's a hard thing to confess, to look at another person or be in the room with another person and to confess the stuff the real stuff not the cute stuff that you want to tell but the stuff stuff right and, uh, and, and and it's not easy to even believe that God can do that when we ourselves can't really even accept some of the things we've done right but but this is where we get to lean on who God is and not who we are right because again and again in the biblical record God forgives God forgives God forgives even after knowing not only what you did, but what you think, right? And so I, I think this levels us out, right? And and again, I, I'm not interested in personal piety here. So the question is: is that it? This is God's outreach to us, and praise the Lord. But what effect does that have on us in community, right? Uh, and and so i think it has a transforming effect on us as a community because i don't have to be you know it, the truth of the matter is i'm 57 years old i've been reading the newspaper watching the news all my life right and so the truth of the matter is that sin is quite boring it's the same it's money it's sex right it's avarice it's you know it's theft it's bearing false witnesses actually quite It's actually quite boring, but we get so uh, scintillated by it, right? But it it just is a testimony of how we miss the mark again and again and again. What is interesting to me is how people begin to integrate all of who they are and make their way back from those pits.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk more about that after a short break.
0: This is Four People producer Easton Davis thanking you for listening to Four People. Four People is a space of digital evangelism dedicated to sharing the good news and leadership of Jesus Christ. Who do you know that needs to hear today's episode? Who do you want to hear it? Subscribe to Four People and keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to Four People.
1: Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, before we took a break, we were talking about integrity and community and leveling, and I can't help but wonder what responsibility we have to level the playing field for others.
0: Um, you know, as I said, the first first point in that leveling is 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 me being level uh, with other people, right? I mean, so I think the opportunity, you know, getting level with God is understanding that I'm both blessing and I'm both I have blemishes, and God forgives me. And that I'm restored, right, uh, in that regard. And so I'm restored not only for myself, but for the world as someone who's experienced mercy and forgiveness and grace. And so that puts me alongside other people. That's one thing. But then, again, this, this whole uh, neighborliness, this whole new sort of push toward neighborless, neighborliness comes out of the fact that I'm standing on level ground with God. If I'm standing on level ground with God, then I'm standing on level ground with other people, right? And so then I start to look at inequity and injustice and it becomes personal for me now right you know one of the one of the most transformative things i ever learned was a little bit of a word study so so um, so the word anger we 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 tend to conflate with the notion of rage right so we say oh you know don't be angry don't do this don't do that but but anger the word ang comes from a root ang which is a norse word norse which is like viking the norse word right and it means nothing bad, nothing inappropriate. In fact, it, it's, it's something to be, to be uh, sort of recaptured. Uh, Ang means that I feel your dignity injury so viscerally that I drop what I'm doing and I run to your rescue. That, that your dignity, dignity violation becomes my dignity violation. And now we both are working on sort of reconciliation and just restorative justice, et cetera. And so so I I think leveling is is, is that same idea, is that uh, it's not those uh, black people or those brown people or those uh, female people or those, you know, people who have been abused, sexually abused, et cetera. It is, you know, my sibling, uh, my sister, my brother, et cetera. And uh, and therefore, um, what can I do to try to level the playing field so that uh, generations uh, subsequent will not have to endure that, you know, that sort of that that unlevel ground? Uh, and I, I think people get that. Um, but I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, what am I doing on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis to participate in leveling ground? I'd like to think of, uh, you know, our listeners uh, maybe they imagine they have construction hats on uh, and those uh, and those uh orange vests, and they are out on the road trying to level roads for people right however however you, whatever you do in your life, what road are you leveling right now? Um, a lot of times we 're first first female to do this or first uh, person of color to do this and that 's all well and good, but you know the the point for me always is with the privilege of these firsts. What are you doing for the little boy and little girl down the road uh, who's going to come behind you? Have you leveled it or have you just enjoyed the benefits of it yourself?
1: Well, I also appreciate you talking about David and talking about the integration part, about accepting the good with the bad. And if we can do that for ourselves, I, I can't help but wonder about accepting other people. And that's a really hard thing, I think, for for most of us, if not all, really. Let's
0: yeah, be yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a great temptation to get on our high horses or our soapboxes. a great temptation. Or maybe I'm the only person in the world that has that temptation. But the temptation is to say, look at me, right? I mean, I think this is why David's, uh, David's meditation is important. He doesn't say, look at me for, for once in his life. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't say, look at me, right? He doesn't say, look at me. He said, look, look at God and, and look what God has wrought this possibility that I can find level ground and look what God has done by constructing the great congregation where we're all standing beside one another. Right. And so, I I mean, I think that this is the interior work that we have to do, but that has exterior consequences. You know, do I need to be number one? Do I need to be first? Do I need to be venerated? You know, what's my ego need? Right. And maybe we can give that to God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How can we let go, give, not give up, but, you know, I I keep on coming back to that interdependence thing, you know, that Ubuntu concept, you know, and it's just, how can we live into that?
0: Well, you know, I, being a bishop, uh, you know, a professional religious person, you know, one of the things that's always leveling for me is that I have to remember that for all the pomp and the circumstance and for all the outfit, you know, or all the clothes, Right. I work for a carpenter. I work for a day labor. I mean, it's just that stark. I work for Jesus, of course. We're talking about. I work for a guy who looks very much alike, like the men standing outside of the Home Depot and the Lowes right now, as you and I record this in the rain. And so, and so that doesn't diminish the opportunities that I've been given to proclaim, you know, the faith, but it, I think it puts me in right relationship with God, with myself, right? And with other brothers and sisters. The, the truth of the matter is that, uh, you know, one of the reasons we're still talking about Jesus is because he did this stuff that we're trying to articulate now. Lord of Lord, King of Kings, but walked with people, tax cheats, prostitutes. Um, you know, duplicitous religious people, cowardly religious people. He did it all, and without condemnation, guilt, or shame.
1: So I guess we level up when we level with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, at least in David's case in this psalm, it's downward mobility. I I think sometimes upward mobility gets gets the best of us. We get so focused on upward. Not saying that uh, uh, aspiring to excellence or ambition is a bad thing. It's not. I'm not saying that. But but sometimes we can get seduced uh, to be a characterization of ourselves. And what we know is, is that in a life with God, downward mobility, the incarnation, downward mobility seems to be just a wonderful enterprise. Life abundant, it seems, comes with downward mobility. Jesus says, if you want to be great, serve all. That's an invitation to downward mobility. I think David figures this out in the last chapter of his life.
1: Love it. Bishop, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you listeners to listening to four people. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.